All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We are back for part two. Uh, if you listened to us last week, first off, if you didn't, go back and listen to that episode because yeah. it's freaking good, right? Listen to that thing and then come back and join us here because still, uh, we've got Keenan in the studio with us, Mr. Keenan Williams and Christian Edwards. We're going we're gonna, to uh, roll into... Uh, man, there's so many different avenues that we could go from last week's episode to what we're going to talk about now. One of the things we kind of ended on was the, the understanding uh, Jesus as Savior to Jesus as Lord. That was yeah, that yeah. changed my life dramatically. It's literally how and why the King's Council was birthed. Uh, and so we're going to dive into that a little bit of money mindset, right? Yeah. Because I grew up, uh, I grew up thinking that you know everybody in the church was broke broken and defeated and i was like i don't want any of that crap in my life so i didn't that's they why taught I us it was want. okay though exactly because they confused that with humility mm, it's good this is what and we're humbleness. talking about they today said, that's humbleness right? yeah that's humility no being broke is not humility yeah <laughs> so good being broke is a sin yeah, yeah. oh say it being, again say it again <laughs> being broke is a sin talk about it that. is a sin to be we're gonna broke. get some kickback on that one Let's dive Let into that. Let him kick it back. Let's go. Because <laughs> I, I think a lot of people think in order to depend on God, they got to be broke, right? How it's can like, you be a blessing if you're not blessed? It's good. Mm. My pastor taught me years ago, man. He told me something that it changed my life. Pastor Stan Nixon, he's dead now. But he told me something that blew me away, really got my attention. He said, if you really want to change someone's life, there's two things that you can do. I said, what? He said, pray for them and give them some money. Mm. He was real simple. Mm -hmm. Do you Solomon think says money answers all things? Yeah, I do, I do know that. I he said things, but he did put things. We got to get that. Yeah, money does answer all things. God yep. is not a thing; He's God, right? Yep. yep. Jesus is not a thing, but there are things. Money answers all things. We've confused that scripture. Yeah. Does that make it, sense? It totally Cars, does. Houses. Money is the answer for those things, not prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Prayer's not the answer. I know some people that pray freaking 10 hours a day. I see them walking around the church. Man, and it looks good. And they can't even pay their light bill. Yep. Mm. That saddens my heart. Mm -hmm. And then they say, God will provide. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Adam, here's the garden. Mm -hmm. Till it. Manage it. Work. Yeah. Yep. Till it, manage it, work. That's what we're supposed to do. He says a man that doesn't work is not even worthy to eat. Right. Yeah. Because you pray all day doesn't mean that you're worthy to that you're worthy to eat because you prayed all day. God is not impressed that you're praying all day. Right. Prayer, prayer is not connected to money. <laughs> right. God's love is not connected to money. If God's love was connected to money, then why does the mafia have so much? <laughs> right. Right. Or right. why does the drug dealers have so much? Right. Or why does the perverts in Hollywood and all those people have so much of the money yeah. if God's love was connected to money? It's not connected to money. There are principles in the earth that are connected to the money. And as Christians, we have confused, and the devil wants us to stay broke. Yeah. He wants us to be confused about making money. Because if we can stay confused about making money, we have no power. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. This, you're speaking my language, Keenan. This is good stuff, man. I've, I got it like 12, 12 ways I want to go with this. I'm trying to figure out the best way to go with this because I, I, I want to come back to what you'd, you said it was a pastor that said pray for people and give them money. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm going to challenge this. I don't think, I don't agree with that entirely. That's fine. Because I've given people money and they did a lot of stupid crap with it. I agree with you 100%. Yep. So shouldn't I, I let's do the old uh, teach a so, man to so fish. So there's another, there, there's another, there's another, what you just shared, there's depth to what you just shared. Yep. And, and I will, I will address that. I like that. I'm fine with yeah. that. The reason he said pray for them and give them some money is because the prayer is for the God part. Yep. The money is to answer the thing. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. The thing is the light bill. The thing is the car payment. Mm -hmm. The thing is your kids some shoes. The thing is your kids some clothes. The thing is your wife and an outfit. Mm -hmm. are, are you with me? Yeah, yeah. The thing is a dinner for your family. The thing is a date night. Yep. Yeah. So money answers those things. Prayer doesn't answer those things. Yeah. Money, that's why Solomon said money answers all things. Mm -hmm. And we took that and we moved that over to the prayer side. No, prayer and that is totally separate. Yep. Now, what you just shared 
I, I have a scenario I want to share with you because you, you talked about people did dumb things. Yes, they do. Yep. That's why I'm big on financial literacy. Yes. Educating people. I, used to, I had a guy used to come to my office that got out of prison. I help a lot of guys that come out of prison. Just teach them life skills, you know, educate them on some things, financial literacy, uh, even relationships. You know, guys said, man, I'm looking for my wife. How do I know who she is? Well, there's three things in every man. There's a king, a priest, and a fool. Yeah. The woman who speaks to the king in you, she's your queen. Right? I like that, yep. Okay. This guy comes to my office, and every week I would give him some money to keep him going, get bus, whatever. But he comes to my office after a couple of months, and he's got this McDonald's bag, French fries hanging everywhere, drinks so big, it's wasting all over my desk, which I hate that real anal. Right? right. Man, you'll get a paper towel and get that. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm about to pray for him, and I'm going to give him some money. The Holy Spirit stops me. Now, people would say the Holy Spirit would never stop you from praying someone for someone. Yes, it would. He stopped Jesus from going into certain towns. Sure. Mm -hmm. He led the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. They, they were not listening. To, they were following him, mm -hmm. and he kept them in the wilderness, yeah. right? He led them, So yeah. he does things for reasons. He stops and says, man, I say, man, God, why? And I'm talking to myself. He doesn't even know what's going on. And I prayed with him, and I'm about to give him the money. The Holy Spirit stops me and says, don't give it to him. You need to educate him. And I said, man, I can't give you any money. He said, huh? I said, well, here's the problem. There are so many French fries in that bag, and that drink is so big. Why is it like that? He said, I supersized it. I said, okay. Next week, don't supersize get a regular size, take that extra $2, go to half-price books and buy you two books on money management. Mm -hmm. Then what you read on money management and financial literacy, you come back to me and then we're gonna pray so that we can seal what you just learned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if I pray for you and give you some money in ignorance, then I just sealed your ignorance and you walk away just to come back the same way you came. Mm -hmm. yep. People do it at the altar all the time. Yep. Does that make sense oh, now? Oh, dude, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. All, do it all, all the time. I can't pay my bill next week. I can't do this. I can't do it. And somebody prays with them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lord, no, stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, Stop it. My wife, led, my wife and I served on a prayer team at this particular church, and the same young woman will come up to prayer every Sunday, pray for the same thing. And it was just foolishness, really. And Lucy, led by the Holy Spirit, one Sunday said, I'm not praying for you this Sunday, and sat her back down in her seat. And after service, she talked to her. She said, you're praying for the same thing, and the Lord's leading you as to how to overcome this thing, and you're not doing it. You're not abiding. Yeah, yeah. But you just want God to come down like a genie and just make make that thing oh, go hocus away. Hocus pocus abracadabra. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he don't move like that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that. Like, you don't seal that ignorance or that, that foolishness. And you can literally seal it in prayer. Yeah. Because they walk away with the same thinking. Yeah. Right. And Paul says, so is a man think it? Uh, not Paul, yeah. Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> so is a man thinking, so is he. Yep. And your thinking is big, man, because, you know, Paul said think on these things, things that are pure. Then, you know, yeah. we got to know how yep. to think. We, we got to help people learn how to think and then pray Dude, that yeah. God would seal that way of thinking. That's yeah. where it begins. and like uh, It's all about the mind. Yes. Yeah. yes. But we didn't know that for a long time. The church is caught up on how much you prayed and how much you sang and how much you worshiped. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is good on Sunday, but what are you going to do Monday through Saturday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, even even in that respect, like, I, I love what you said to that guy. There, There's a portion of, like, accountability, right? Yeah. But I, I just feel like so many people, they say they want accountability, but they don't want correction. Okay. Right? It's like, yeah, I'm going to be accountable. It's like, okay, well, if I'm, there's accountability partners, all sorts of different programs, groups you can be a part of, and it's like, okay, accountable, but are you going to actually accept correction in your life? Do you back to humility? If we, if we have that humility in our life, like that is where I believe. And I think that's just where pride and ego is, is like the root of all sin. Mm -hmm. Like from the, from the beginning of, of time of, of Adam and Eve in the garden, it's just like they started to think, but it was because of the enemy just creeping in and, and putting that little seed of doubt. He didn't even do anything. He just, questioned it it was an identity crisis mm. he convinced them that they didn't have everything yeah when mm -hmm. in god they did have 
did. Got him to focus on that one little thing of lack. You just convinced him of that. Yep. It's just an identity crisis. Yeah. God knows that you're going to do this and you'll know this. I mean, I already know everything with him. Mm -hmm. no, he didn't hide anything. But I got something a little different on that Adam and Eve thing, man. I let's used to be it. mad at Adam for a long time. Yeah, let's hear it. Like, dude, you messed up, man. I can't believe you did that. But I got a twist on the Adam thing. Because the Bible called Jesus the last Adam. Mm -hmm. That means that there was a first Adam. Mm -hmm. So the last Adam completed what the first Adam didn't complete. He brought us, he actually brought us back everything that the first Adam lost mm -hmm. in the fall. Yep. Right? Because Adam was operating in kingdom principles on the earth. That means he could he could heal, <laughs> he could raise the dead. There was no sickness because he could do that. He was operating in the kingdom mm -hmm. before the fall. But because Jesus was the last Adam, it told me that the first Adam also made another mistake. Jesus was the only Adam that had the ability to die for our sins and to bring us life. The first Adam couldn't do that, but he thought he could. And this is why I say that. When Eve, she bit of the fruit first, right? Mm -hmm. The enemy got in her head first. Yep. He deceived her, right? She yep. was deceived. She had an identity crisis. She was confused. She started moving in that before God ever brought the judgment of it. Adam saw his wife go to a place that he figured the only way he could get there was go the same way that she went because he wanted to save her because he loved her. Mm -hmm. The difference is that he was not the last Adam. He was not the Savior. <laughs> Jesus was the Savior. Adam didn't just disobey God because he woke up and said, I'm going to disobey God. Adam loved his wife so much. Rather than getting with God for God to go get her, Adam went to go try to get her himself because she went somewhere that he had never seen. Does that make sense? Yeah. He loved her. Mm -hmm. It was his wife. <laughs> her thinking, her way, everything changed when she bit of the fruit. Yep. Adam saw what got her there, and he followed her and thought that he could go and save her and bring her back, but he couldn't because he was not the Christ. We'll figure that stuff out when we get there, yeah, but yeah. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you love your I, wife. Yep. Are you, are you, you are married? Are you yes, married? Yes. You love your wife. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes in that door and they're shooting, you're going to jump in front of that bullet, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Because you want to save her. I think Adam did the same thing, man. That's all he did. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. He just messed up. Mm -hmm. He just messed up. Yeah. He just messed up, but he was just trying to save his wife. Sure. We look at it differently. We so think the feminist is the feminist in Christian is going to go. So it's the wife's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Ultimately, it's Adam's fault. <laughs> However, it's both of their fault. They both got judgments yes. on that man. Yeah. 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 God dealt with both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They both had accountability. Mm -hmm. She did, and he did as well. Yep. But anyway, I thought so I was that, there. that's so good. And so then let's go, let's jump to the last Adam. Jesus dies, Jesus rises, right? Rises, raises? Yeah, Jesus raises, raised. rises. <laughs> we know he got up. <laughs> However you want to title Yeah, him. he got up. Um, and at that point in time, he comes on the scene, and he, the, the only thing he's really preaching is the kingdom. That's all he ever preached the was kingdom the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, yeah. And that, let's talk about we've talked about the kingdom a lot within the King's council. It's, it's God's rule and reign in our life. Mm -hmm. And when I really understood this in, in Matthew six thirty three, seeking first the kingdom of God and, and knowing that then everything else is going to be taken care of me leading up to that. It's like the birds of the air, the, the lilies in the field, he dresses them. It's basically every, all the provision. If we seek first the kingdom, we know the provision is going to be there, but I also know that there is a reality. I don't even, I, I shouldn't even say, but cause I hate it. Like, yes, we have to seek the kingdom. And also, there are what I believe kings and queens on this earth that have the gifting, the ability to create wealth and to be the provision yes, it's a gift. for the vision. It is a gift. It, it's talk, a gift. talk to me about that it's a little a gift. bit. I mean, a businessman is, as an entrepreneur, that is a ministry. Mm -hmm. The yes. man that changed the disciples' life, and also Paul said under him for 14 years, had no theological training. Yeah. He had no biblical background. Mm -hmm. 
he was a businessman named Barnabas who brought a gift to the disciples so large. He brought money. And it was so much money, they called him Barnabas, which meant son of encouragement. How did he encourage them? He brought them the money Mm. because they were lacking that. Yeah. And God brought a man to bring the money. It's good. It's Barnabas. Paul said under 14 years. Jesus didn't choose regular people. He chose business people. Mm. Yep. Peter was the only one that was uneducated, and he was, but he was a fisherman. He understood. I catch a lot of fish. I make a lot of money. Yeah. Right. But it messed him up when he got with Jesus because Jesus said, I'm going to teach you how to fish different. Yeah. Not just fish for men, but I'm going to even teach you how to fish as an entrepreneur that you've never fished before. Two ways. Remember he told them to launch out into the deep? Because mm-hmm. that's not where they went was in the deep. That was the first time. Mm-hmm. But then he takes him to a higher level, more excellent way. That's less work. Mm. Remember, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, but it adds no sorrow to it. Yep. So he blows Peter away with this move right here. He says, Peter, this time I want you to go catch one fish. You won't even be tired. You don't have to throw the net out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work as hard. It'll be gracious. It'll be gracious. I'm going to give you the favor. And in that fish's mouth was enough money to pay the to pay the taxes mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, I think when I think about that, um, it I think it's so interesting because a lot of people come into the King's Council and they're like, "I want to start a business. I don't know what to do." And what I gather from that story there is that you know Jesus. He didn't tell them to like go do. They they needed they had a debt to pay. They owed tax, right? Yes. And it wasn't like go start this random uh, ClickFunnels business that you know nothing about. He he gave him a, a task of like within his skill set. He already he already, he knew how to fish, right? But it was he got wisdom he didn't and send strategy. Peter to go make bamboo shoots, right? Right. He sent him to go do what he was already gifted to do. Yes. Use what's yes. in your hand, Moses. Yes. What's in your hand, Moses? So good. Yep. What's in your hand? Here's the cool part about God. He will never call us to do something that we're not already equipped to do. Repeat that, man. So good. (laughs) So good, because people need to hear that. It's a true story. He will never call us to do something that we're not already equipped to do. Yeah. Everything that we need is already in us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're searching externally when what we need is internally. Mm. Because we're all born as a seed, right? So in the seed is a plant, a tree, some fruit some roots, it's all in the seed, but the seed has to be watered. Mm -hmm. It has to be nourished. And the most important part, it has to be put into the right soil. Yes. Because you can have the right seed in the wrong soil. Yes. Yes, preach it, man. You can have the right seed in the wrong, right seed, wrong soil. Mm -hmm. And, And what happens is sometimes we get discouraged and we get frustrated because we're not producing anything where we are. And instead of us looking at the soil, the environment that we're sowing into, we start looking at ourselves. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing while I'm feeling. No, 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 no. You're the right seed. You're just in the wrong soil. Yeah. As Christians, I think one of the other detriments that's happened to us when it comes to the business and the blessing is we think that we can be blessed everywhere. That's not true. Mm. That is not talk, true. Talk. There's nothing in the Bible that tells us that. Okay. And I'll prove that. Okay. Even Jesus himself said that he could not do what he was called to do in his own hometown. Yep. Mm -hmm. He was in the wrong place. God taught me that in prison called the law of place. Mm. The law of place means that you could be, you have to be in the right place in order to flourish. Because if you're in the wrong place, you'll never flourish. Same gift, same seed, wrong soil. Yeah. So my example I've used is the fish and the law of place. And this is for everyone listening for, that has the, because you got your gift. God, is, you've, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Everything you need to be successful is already in you, right? Yep. But you're frustrated because you're not being appreciated. You're where you're tolerated and not appreciated. Your gift is not being used because you're in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And one day God shows me the law of place with a fish. I'm fishing, right? Pretty cool he shows this to me. So I think I shared this with you at, at dinner. I can't remember. But, man, I'm fishing, and I'm reeling this fish in. Freaking rod and reel is, like, bent over, and he's fighting really hard, right? And I, the fish comes up to the surface, and he's, you know, five, seven pounds. I don't remember how many. Five, seven pounds. He's this big. 
And now I know it's me. a fishing story. Yeah, it, but, but it hits me. I said, how can a five-pound fish find a 240-pound black man that hits the gym like me? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. How can a five-pound fish fight me so hard? And God begins to minister to me about that fish. He says, because the fish understands that the water is the very source and supply of his existence. Mm -hmm. And if he ever comes out of what he's been born in, he becomes ineffective. He'll die. It's the same thing with us being in Christ Jesus. Our life is hidden where? In him. So if we're not in him, we're dying. But we're in him, we have life. So I take the fish that's very powerful in the water. I pull him out of the water. I put him on the boat. Now I'm looking at the fish, and he's flopping. But he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Now I can just pick him up. I can move him around. I couldn't do that in the water. Yeah. What was the difference? The difference is he was in the wrong place now. That's the law of place. In the water, the fish is powerful. But out of the water, he was ineffective. Same flop, same gift. Same attitude, same mentality, same strength, but in the wrong place, he had no power. He had no effect. Mm. So I took him and I put him back in the water. The same thing that was ugly on the boat that had no power, when I put him in the water, became like excellence, and it was very powerful. Why? Because I put him back in the right place. It's the same thing with us. We exert our gift we're trying hard, we're working hard, we're doing all of this, but we're not progressing where we are. Yep. We're too afraid to reposition. Sometimes you gotta reposition yourself. Yep. You, you, you gotta reposition, you gotta, that's the wrong, right seed, wrong place. Mm. So what do I do? I gotta take my seed back, and I gotta ask God to lead me to where my seed needs to be. Mm. Because when, I, when I'm in the right place, my gift is appreciated and not just tolerated. It's in operation. You're going to have favor. People are going to recognize you. You, you, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's great. And and we we got Jesus couldn't do, he couldn't do miracles in his own hometown. Mm -hmm. These are people he grew up with. Mm -hmm. Every powerful man of God had to leave his home. Yeah. Abraham, get away from your family. Why? Because they will always see you for who you were, not who you are. Mm -hmm. And you will not be effective. Abraham could not become the father of nations, all nations the father of faith if he had stayed with his family. He would have been the right seed in the wrong place. Yeah. God had to lead him to the right place. That's great. How would you, what, what, and Christian, I'm sure you got some stuff too, but I'm hogging I know you've been quiet, man. Let me quit doing all the talking. I want to hear you guys. (laughs) Well, I, I love this, this topic because, you know, we coach entrepreneurs obviously. And so um, sometimes the question is like, Man, this is hard. It just feels like there's I can't gain any traction, um, and so I must not be within God's will. And how do we actually determine if you're in His will or not? If you're in His will, favor. Okay, let let's talk about this. Or is it just a season? Like, is it a season that we have to grow through? Because I think a lot of people quit on their dreams or or stop doing things because it's hard, and mm-hmm. maybe the mindset that they've been told of. Well, if you don't have God's favor, it's it, it should be easy for you. And let me just tell you, entrepreneurship. I've it's heard, not easy. I've heard the companies you've had, right? Like that, it ain't easy. I've been a millionaire twice. I've been broke three times. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna be a billionaire. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I, I believe that. Yes. <laughs> I'm like seriously. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I know I am. But you got you, you cannot. I don't know where we get this from. We think that because we become Christians, everything's supposed to be easy. Right. It's like opposite. That's not a good thing. I'm sorry, pitch. but I'm sorry, but man, they brutalized Jesus. Mm-hmm. They crucified him and he never did anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. They whipped him so bad that you couldn't even recognize him. Mm-hmm. And he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Disciples got shipwrecked. People went to prison. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. People. And then we cry because something's not working for us. Right. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're in that season where God is allowing your character to be built. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If I can't trust you in the low place, I surely can't trust you in the high place. Yeah. yeah. See, we're, the world makes us think differently. We think in our minds 
that, okay, well, I'm on the bottom, so it's not a big deal. But when I get to the top, no, 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 no. Preparation begins at the bottom. Yep. So that when you get to the top, your character's already built for it. Mm -hmm. Because if you take a person who's struggling down here and they're not having faith and they're not walking and they're not really believing in God, man, what do you think is going to happen if they go to the top? Pride's coming in. Yeah. Money's going to magnify whatever's going on inside of them. Money doesn't change people. It magnifies who you are. Yeah. If you're an idiot with no money, what kind of idiot do you think you're going to be with money? Right. <laughs> you you yep. know what I mean? Yep. If you buy one beer only because you don't have enough money, how many beers do you think you're going to buy when you have a lot of money? Yeah. So those dry places are time where we build character where we begin to trust God, where we got to know that, you know what, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that God does, and I'm just going to start building integrity. I'm going to start building character. I'm going to start preparing for where I'm going. I believe that preparation is the proof of your faith. Mm. I hear people call reparation. I don't need no freaking reparations. I have preparation. Mm. I don't need any reparation. Reparations end. Yeah. That's, that has an end to it. Right. Okay, and the reality is, if you gave everyone reparations, the same people that are broke now, six months later, they're going to be broke right. again. Right. Yep. Preparation is the key. Wherever you are, prepare for where you're going. So great. So good. Yeah. And preparation demands. It, preparation puts a demand in the spirit realm of where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you had spoke uh, part one of this podcast. When you were in prison, you would take your time. You would start to eat differently because you're preparing yourself for when you will be sitting with dignitaries at yes. some point in life. Yeah. So that preparation, but that, that takes a, a discipline, right? It's faith, but it's also a discipline. Sure. So, so how do you, uh, and, and I mean, we're, we're hitting a lot of things here, but how do we, how does somebody just start disciplining themselves? Is, is lack of discipline, does that equate to a lack of faith? It's a good question. That's a good question right there. Because you believed, and the fact that you believed, it, 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 you believe you knew that you knew I was going to go from the prison to the palace. I was going to go from from this because I prison. saw Joseph do it, right? And God's not a respecter of person. You knew it, so you mm -hmm. said, "What I'm going to do? I'm going to start preparing today. I don't know when it's going to happen." And it wound up happening. What twenty three years later, we said, yep. but you believed, and that that motivated you, that inspired you to be disciplined in that moment where. Man, I don't know too many people that would start in that prison. They they would say, you know what? When I get home, I'm gonna start, you know, preparing or training myself yeah. for for what's to come. But you started in the moment. You you seized the opportunity because faith is now. That's why Romans 11 one says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for." There are yep. two things that don't exist. That's yesterday and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now is where God lives. God operates in the now. He doesn't operate in the yesterday or tomorrow. God operates in the now. Yeah. Faith is the connector between us and him. It's the conduit, right? And it's, that's why he says now faith is the substance of things hopeful, evidence of things unseen. Mm -hmm. Things that are unseen has evidence. Mm -hmm. Right. Where's the evidence come from? It comes from the word. Right. Yep. right. I might not see it, but God said it. Right. My evidence is what he said. It's not on what I see anymore. Yeah. That's what we call walking by faith. But if we're not preparing for what we've seen in our head, then how can we expect for God to give it to us if we haven't prepared for it? Mm -hmm. yep. You're yep. not ready for something you haven't. People have to quit thinking that they deserve what they have not prepared for. Yes. You don't deserve fruit that you haven't sowed seed for. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you get to walk, get a chance to walk by and pick off of a tree that somebody else has sown the seed for, and the tree is so big and there's so many fruit, you pick it. But you didn't pick it and eat it because you deserved it. Right. Yeah. You didn't do the work. Right. <laughs> Someone else did it. Yeah. We have to prepare. We have to make preparation. Preparation forces the universe to line up with what we believe mm -hmm. because we're atmosphere changers. If we can walk in an atmosphere and call those things that be not as though they were, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So when we're preparing, that's what we're doing. We're calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm saying I don't see it yet, but I know it's coming, so I'm prepared. People will never fail because of a lack of an opportunity. We'll only fail because when opportunity presents itself, we are unprepared. Mm, I love that. I used to tell my sons all the time, and, and really still do anytime I'm speaking to the youth, when God calls your number, you know, it's so easy to equate sports and, and stuff like that. Paul did yeah. it all the time in his writings to equate sports to our faith. When God calls your number, whatever it is you're hoping for, you're dreaming for, you're praying for, when God calls your number for that, 
will you be ready? He said and, be and, ready in and out of season. And, and at the end of the day, God will never call your number if you're not ready for it. He can't. So, so start preparing today like you. 23 years you were preparing to, to be in the White House, to be in the presence of, of, of dignitaries, of world leaders, of world changers. But if you didn't start preparing, maybe if you didn't even start preparing that day, you ate a meal slower for the first time and you didn't eat like, like, like an animal. They had to Preparation is a proof of what you really believe. Yeah. yeah. And I think even on that, like, let's even define it. The preparation isn't like, uh, well, I've got to have money. So when God calls me, no, it's it's a it's a character development. The preparation yes. is 100 percent who you are, whose you are and the the sanctification process the, the the decision that you've said okay jesus is savior now it's the sanctification process of preparation of when when god calls my number right i'm i'm i'm, I'm willing to because he will never call us to do something without also giving us the capacity to do it exactly yeah. it's already in you yes he's yeah. already set it up over here yes his now, part. We may not feel like it. But it's in you, though. It's in you, yeah. Yeah, it's in you. We're born with everything we need. Yeah. They yes. never had to leave the garden, man. Everything was already there. Right. Yeah. You know what's really cool? One day when I realized that God has the ability to pull something out of you that you don't even know that's in you. Mm-hmm. Adam had no idea that a whole woman was inside of him. <laughs> right. That's what blew him away. Yeah. Yeah. In that place of darkness, in those quiet, in those times where you're, where you really think that God is not watching or He's not listening, and you're struggling, man, that's where God is really doing His work. In that dark place, mm-hmm. you know, a fetus stays in the dark until they're ready to come to the light. Yeah, yeah. The preparation is made in the dark before we ever see who they are in the light. Sure. Yeah. God does the same thing. It's in that darkness where God is doing that work, but we got to trust that He's doing the work. And then we got to partner with him on the work that's being done. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we're not doing it, he can't, he's, God needs us like we need him. Yep. That's the reality. Yep. I know Christians don't, religious people, oh, God doesn't need us. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. No, he needs us to do his will. He needs us the way that we need him. Yep. God does, God does, is, he's not Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. He's depending on us to do what he's called us to do. We're his hands and his feet in the earth. Yeah. Yes. Man, God needs us. Man. Yes. And we need him. We need each other. There's a partnership going on. But some people are too lazy to partner with God. I, I think that's I've it. I've been lazy at times. Man, I'm like, that other, I, I'm like the guy that told Jesus, Lord, look, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Yeah. Yep. There are times when I see visions and things that go on and I know God has given it to me. I've said that same prayer, God, I believe, but I need you to help me with my unbelief. Because it's in that place of unbelief that's causing me not to do preparation yeah. for the belief that I just saw, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then God deals with that. And all of a sudden, my eyes get open to some things. And, and it's not all the time. Sometimes it's a stretch. But I know if he said it and I'm not doing it, it's because I'm dealing with some unbelief in that area. Yeah. So, Lord, I need you to help me with that unbelief. And that's just getting the pride out of the way and just being transparent with God. God is cool, man. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. cool to hang out. God is dope. Love hanging out with him. He's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think you, you, you mentioned laziness and why, uh, and even Christian, like your question of the, the understanding this preparation. Um, and I think it, there's lots of references that, like we can't pour new wine into old wineskins, right? And, yeah. and scripture tells us that God responds to faith, which is so amazing to me. Like if we take the faith, if we take that step, God's going to meet us where we're at, yeah. right? And, yeah. and that's part of just that continual. You said he responds to faith. Yeah. He don't respond to a bunch of tears. Right. He doesn't respond to a bunch of complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not responding to a bunch of crying and weeping. There's a lot of people crying and weeping. Yeah. yeah. He responds to faith. Yeah. And he's he, moved by faith. Yeah. And he puts us in those circumstances. You know, you know, the Bible says that we can rejoice in our tribulations because the tribulations will produce perseverance. Perseverance, perseverance will produce character. Yeah. Character produce hope. Yes. So a lot of times we get in those those situations and we just sit there. We're crying, uh, we're down and out, and we, we get this th- this down spirit about us, not realizing, and so many times, and it's tough, man, when, when I'm 
you'd be the first to admit when you're in one of those seasons, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's always easier to be the one to minister to others. Oh, rejoice in, in the season. Of course you know? it is, because you're not in the fire. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not but in the fire. Everybody's wondering, oh, why am I in this situation? And well, God is is setting a way for you. God is preparing this this season in your life so Amen. for you to persevere. Yeah. And then yeah. it's gonna produce character. That's right? what the and scripture's for, so we can yeah. remind ourselves. Right. Yes. This is where you are. Count it all joy. Right. When you follow diverse trials and tribulations yeah. for the trying of faith, work with patience. Yeah. But let patience path is perfect work that you may be entire and lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. And then that place you're talking about, Paul, add to your faith, mm-hmm. diligent, adding all those things. Right. Right. You know, those are character building things. That comes into that's that's a I process. Love that. I man. love that. Add to your faith. Yeah. These. Character yeah. He said, add things. to your faith. Yeah. He said, add it. You, you got the faith. Right. Because God has given every man a measure of faith. Everyone has faith. I yeah. don't care if you're an idiot, you still have faith. Right. Yeah. He said he gave every man a measure of faith, right? Right. But you got to add to that faith. Yeah. Yeah. Diligence. Unfortunately, perseverance. Most Christians have more faith than Christians. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like we, we got the freaking book. We, we know exactly what we're supposed to do, yet we don't do it. Right. Where's the faith? Yeah. Right. And, and the problem is there's too many Christians that are sitting on their couch saying, I got the faith. But they're not adding the diligence. Like somebody's going to show up at the door right. and give them yeah. a bag of money. Right. Yeah. Right. We, no, we just it don't work that way. A right. podcast a couple of weeks ago, Riley shared how, you know, they, they've been praying. He and his wife, Ash, they've been praying about the, this big thing. It's going to really impact their life. Mm-hmm. It's an expensive thing. And literally a check showed up in their mailbox for it was off by sixty two dollars. What the, the amount that this thing was going to cost them and this check that just randomly showed up. Something that they have forgotten about from years, years past. Yeah, five now, five figures. Mo- most Amen. most Crazy. Christians are ha- have that type of faith. I'm gonna sit. I I know plenty of people that sit back and say, I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting. You know, they they think I scripture. I'm just waiting, I'm on, waiting, the waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. That's not what he's talking about. But then I see. But the even f- that that word, not to cut you off. Yeah, I do that a lot. But with that <laughs> that wait word it's an action word right it, to wait is to be prepared to be ready to be on guard on call to that's like, what let's the, yeah, go that's what that let's means. go it's yeah, not yeah, wait yeah, and yeah, sit yeah. back and eat some cheetos right. do nothing yeah, and eat yeah. some yeah. cheetos and watch yeah. a movie netflix right. watch yeah. netflix yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't knock Netflix. i like netflix but netflix has its place you know what i mean <laughs> right you know hey it's crunch time for me i'm building another i'm building a you know another company right now yeah and um god has already showed me some some places of success in it and I have two partners, and I was on. I texted him this morning and said, "Hey, look, this is big boy stuff right now. Mm-hmm. We need to meet three to four times a week, nothing less, until we get it on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. on the phone. We need to be in person, <laughs> at the table, and we got to crunch. And we got to crunch it. We got to go get it right. Yeah, now. it doesn't matter. Yeah, we got to go get it right now because that window of opportunity is not always going to be open. Yep, mm-hmm. windows close." And sometimes we don't realize, you know, God has given us that opportunity. But if you don't take that opportunity, he's got to give it to somebody else. Somebody else has got to do it. Yep. Absolutely. It's got to be done. Yep. He's just choosing me. Yeah. Or he's choosing you or he's choosing you. And it should be in this. I think this is what I wanted to get into. We could talk all freaking day here, guys. <laughs> um, but back to I, I'm a, and you said this like it's a it's a sin to be broke, um, which is so an interesting concept to, to think about. But if we've been given this authority uh, and we're just not walking in it. It's not God's fault. It's that that we're not walking in this. And I really believe as kingdom entrepreneurs, right, God's rule and reign in our life, we have every advantage on the freaking planet. More than anybody else. More than anybody else. More than Elon Musk. We more than super Bezos, right? More Perfect. than any of these guys that are crushing financially. And it, 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 it breaks my heart that we're not more we should be crushing the business world, crushing in a good way. Like we should have the, we should be subduing this earth and have absolute dominion on this earth. Amen. Not in a way of, of crushing the competition, but in a way of abundance. There's like it's no our competition. Exactly. Competition is yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why aren't we? And, and I think a lot of this, again, is just going to come back to the mindset of we're scared to make money because the Bible tells us that it's, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But so many people stop reading there when they, the second sentence later, it says, with God, all things are possible. And that's why if, if, he was if a we Jewish Jesus talking to Jewish people. Yes. The eye of the needle was not some freaking real needle with a camel jumping through. Right, it's right, a place right. in Jerusalem. Right. So we got to understand who the we were context, talking to. The context, all of that. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, you said a scripture. 
all things, and in the Greek, all means all, mm-hmm. are possible through Christ. Yeah. Not some things, but all things. Mm-hmm. What happens if we attack every situation with that? All things are possible. Yeah. Yeah. All things are possible. I got to say that to myself, man. Mm-hmm. I have to build myself up every day. Yep. I have to encourage myself. You know, being an entrepreneur and going up and then going back down and then going up and then going back down and making mistakes and I'm real transparent, you know. I I tell people quick, you know what? Yeah, I just I got broke. I messed up again. Yep. But I'm about to fix it. Yeah. It's about to go down like a Disney movie. Yeah. Because I'm coming. Yep. Right. Yep. Being broke and being poor is two different things. One's a mentality. One's a situation. So good. Yep. One's a, we pray so much for God to change our circumstances, when that is not what God does. Mm-hmm. God did not stop the fire. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. He could have. But if God had stopped the fire, then that means the fire would have been greater than God. Yeah. God had to let them turn it up as far as they could turn it up. Yeah. So that he can get in it. Yeah. And then bring them out with no smell of smoke. Yeah. God doesn't stop circumstances. We got to quit praying for that. That's why, for me, I used to pray for certain, God, just help me with this situation. No, 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 no. Help me to become more like you, mm-hmm. and then I'll change the situation. Right. Yeah. I'll see it differently. Yeah. I'll move differently. My perception would be different. Some people complain about going to work. I can't stand my boss. Okay, well, God loves him. Hmm. What if you just start being a light in the place of the darkness? Yeah. Darkness, the world is full of darkness. We see things that are going on. The problem is that we're not being the light in all those places. Because yeah. darkness is doesn't have, it's, a, it, it's not even a thing. Yep. You can't measure it. It has no substance to it. It has nothing. You can measure light. Yep. It is a thing, right? Yep. Darkness is only there because the light has not showed up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that light is not just worship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that light is being the, not bringing the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ into a situation. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? It's good. Yeah. So good. That's the light, man. Bringing yeah. the light of the world. What? I'm bringing the knowledge. I'm bringing the light of the world. What Jesus told me is truth. What you're going through is a fact. The fact always has to submit to the truth. Mm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What you're going through is a fact. The fact always has to submit to the truth. Always. Mm. It's just a fact. Yep. Jesus. In a temporary know, fact. He, he, that's exactly. Hey, yeah. listen, it's just the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I always think about when Jesus gets in the boat and they're going to the other side. He said, we got to go over here. How is it that he's in the boat asleep? There's a storm. The disciples are in a panic. Disciples are in a panic. Yeah. Why was he asleep in the boat? Why do you think he could sleep in the midst of a storm? He's in control. That's true. Nope. Because he knew he had to get to the other side. And he knew that that's where he was going. Mm-hmm. Because he knew that that's where God showed him. Mm. Yeah, so take Why that Why am I your... walking in fear when I can walk by faith? Yeah. If he knew, he says, this is where we got to go. The storm is just a distraction to keep you from thinking that where you're going is not where you're going to end up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. great. They wake him up and he's like, man, have I not been with you so long? What are you doing? And he speaks to the storm. He didn't speak to the storm because he was bothered. He spoke to the storm because they were bothered. Yeah. Yep. He was cool. He was asleep. Yeah. That's yep. so good. And I think just even somebody listening to this right now, it's like, get come back to the, just remember, like, did, was it God that gave you that original vision for your business? Was it God that gave you that original yeah. idea? And if it was, and you're going through the storm right now, just rely on that truth that if he gave you the vision, he gave you the capacity to complete that vision. Amen. Don't let the storm uh, be a hindrance of you persevering and continuing this to get to the other side of that lake. Yes. That's so good. How bad do you want it, man? Mm, so How good. How bad do you want it? Yep. Is what it comes down to. You can't order it in the, it doesn't come in the microwave. You can't order it on the internet. Right. You got to want it. Yep. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur, just being a bit, being successful in life is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, man. Yep. But it gets easier as the character gets developed. Yes. You know, the the obstacles are not as many obstacles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can lessen the problems the more character you have. But when you're drinking, the alcohol, you're staying out all night, sleeping with 10 different women, you're going all over the place, you got a bunch of problems. Mm -hmm. 
When you tighten all that up and that stuff falls off, you have a lot less problems. Mm -hmm. Then you stay focused and you, I don't, I don't, I, my goal is not to let things become a problem. I like to address issues yeah. so that they don't become a problem. So, because if I can deal with the issue, then the problem doesn't exist. Right. Right. And then that's, I mean, that's discipleship. Like as, as we commit to this life and why we, really the King's Council is, is we disciple entrepreneurs, right? Which so is powerful. Man. I've, thank you. It's, 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 it's amazing to do what we do, like to see the transformation in people, um, not because of we're great by any means, but it's because of... You are great. Well, thank you, man. You <laughs> I received that. Yeah, received you that. are great. But it is, it, to, I mean, God's, God's growing me through a lot, and my heart in this is to prevent those from doing the stupid crap that I did, right? You yeah. mentioned the magnifier, the money. It magnified a lot of things, and, and all it really exposed in my life was that I was a not a good dude, right? And and it's yeah. like we want to, we are going to be teaching entrepreneurs how to be millionaires, and I really do believe billionaires, that, it, that billions of dollars are going to be flo flowing through our nonprofit here to fund the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but that's only going to happen through discipleship, through character development, because as that money is that great magnifier, we're going to take care of the household first. Like I, the foundation here has to be strong and sturdy for us to steward what God's going to give to us. Because parable of talents, you mentioned before we even hit record on this, it's like God gives to us according to our ability. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have the responsibility, the accountability, uh, and it, like the desire to actually do this, the ability ain't there. Like, are we ready? Are we are we in a position, has our character been developed enough where we're going to multiply what he's been given us? If not, he can give to somebody else, right? And he, he, he has to because it's got to be done. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you, keep, you mentioned disciples. That's the only thing he told us to do is go make disciples. Right. Men. He didn't say there's nothing wrong with building a church. Yeah. Please understand that. Mm -hmm. But he commissioned us and said, go make disciples of men. Yes. Because if you do that, it, when we do that, we become that. Everything else produces out of that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. That's the foundation. The disciple is the foundation. Churches are built around disciples. Yep. Ministries are built around discipleship. Missions are built around discipleship. Yep. But what happens is we focus on the mission or the ministry or the church without the disciple. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then all a of a sudden you yeah. got contamination in the yeah. building right. because you didn't build it from the true foundation of the disciple that God told us to build it from. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why Jesus got busy. He built disciples. He didn't worry about the churches. The only two counts he had in church, man. One was he was 12, and he's answering all the questions and telling them the truth about the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the second time, he's turning over money changers. Yeah, right. <laughs> and had a whip driving people out. Yeah. You know, he had a little crazy stuff in him, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I like. You it. know, I can get aggressive. <laughs> I get it. So did he. Yep. Sometimes you got to be that way. Right. You know? But he made disciples. And yeah. the disciples around that make everything else. Yeah. But it has to be that discipline because that discipline is going to bring order to everything else. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nothing worse than a big building with no discipline. Right. Or a house with no order. Because mm -hmm. God says do all things decently in order. God can't even work without order. That's why he shows up to the earth. God could have just said, let there be plants and trees. And he didn't do that. He said, let there be light. Mm -hmm. And then he moved the water and he moved the land. He put it in order and then he filled it up. Yep. And that's what disciples do. We put things in order, and then we start filling things up yep. mm -hmm. as disciples. Yes. Our houses, our, our ministries, our churches, but it has to start there. Yes, has to start there, and as a unified front, uh, being entrepreneurs, knowing that it's us that, that's, because this entrepreneurship is not for, I take that back. My definition, I'd be interested to hear your definition of entrepreneurship. My definition. Can I once I use the restroom? <laughs> let, let me wind. We're going to end here. I got to use it. I've held it as long as I could. I got to go. I can't take it anymore. Uh, Keenan Williams, everybody, he has the, the bladder of a three-year-old. <laughs> There's another proverb that I like. Okay. Dealing with money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But the lack of it is as well. Mm. The lack of the money, lack of money 
Well, it's also the root of all evil. Yeah, it's because people love money in their poverty. When Dude, we, no are, we, money. are we still recording, Robert? Okay, because this we can go deep on this. This is I the love the lack this. of it. Yeah, is evil. Mm-hmm. People kill each other for it. They steal. Yep. They do everything to get it because money is necessary for us to live and have a quality of yes. life. Yeah. Period. Hundred percent. It's so good because if you think about what love actually is, when you love something, like I love my wife, right? So what did I do when I realized, okay, I love this chick. I pursued her. I thought about her all the time. Dated her. If I dated her, if I didn't get her, I was upset, Yeah. right? That's what a poverty-minded person goes through. So when we say that they love money in their poverty because they're trying to go get it versus letting it come to them and this isn't like a law of attraction type of thing but understanding that it is that love of money that controls we're serving a spirit of mammon at that point right? we're not, not god. serving god yes right and that's yes this i mean it's one or the other so poverty drives the love to the money yes because you're missing it yeah because you always want what you don't have you're missing it mm-hmm. poverty that's good man poverty drives you to the love of money because you don't have, because of the lack of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys may have just solved the question that I've been asking myself the last couple of days, because for the first time, I really noticed this in that first Timothy 6 verse, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Mm-hmm. The word's not the, it's a root, a root. of yeah. all evil. Mm. All kinds of evils, right? Right, right. Yeah. So it, it's a root. So it's like, hold on, but the Bible doesn't say what the other roots are. There's mm-hmm. some other roots what, in there. Well, yeah, it, it's just right, one, right. one root. That's it's good. I got to go back root. and read that. That's good. Yeah. So what are the other roots? And like, A lack of it? A lack of it, I believe. Well, I'm getting like goosebumps mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like we're on something. <laughs> yeah. That Yeah, the lack of it. And it's funny because you, you're going to get some some contention Oh yeah, church over that hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, you'll only get it from the people that are in that poverty mentality. Right. Yeah, which that, is and that's, a big number. That's, that's a great. I mean, if you're listening to this, and the moment we start to talk about money, it, it, or even if you're if you go to church and you're sitting in the, you know, the congregation and they bring up money and tithing, if your initial response is like to clench up or it's like, oh, here we go again. That's a problem. That's mammon. That's a spirit of mammon on right. your life right, right there, because. It's a controlling factor, and you're not, you're not. The only way that I've I've dug into this so much, Keenan, this I'm, I'm pumped to just wrap with you about this. The only way that I can really understand of who I'm serving in any situation, if I yeah. know that I cannot serve both God and money, is simply asking myself: in any decision that I make, am I making the decision based upon mammon, money, okay. the spirit of money? Like, can I can it can be because I don't want to lose it, or it can be because I want to get more? Okay, or is it because I'm, I'm being led by God, by Holy Spirit. Like it, the decision that I'm making, right? And now there's, there's wisdom and there's counsel that we understand and we can learn. Get that, right. But if it is this, this feeling inside of me of like, even I, Dave Ramsey has done a decent job for the church, but I really truly believe he has done a, a hindrance for the majority of the church. I agree with some things that Dave talks about, but yes. not all things. Yes, because I, I I think there is just such a mammon mentality on that of, of yes, there does absolutely needs to be disciplines, but it's a race to zero. His model is a race to zero, and it's to get out of debt. Okay. And and not all debt is bad. Yeah, don't 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 finance a car, pay cash for a car. Of course. Can I tell you something? Yes. If you're broke <laughs> and you're struggling and you can't he doesn't want you to finance a car and he wants you to get a cash car. I see people go buy fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar cars, and they spend more money every single month <laughs> right. fixing that car, right. calling tow services, getting someone else to pick them up, mm. being late for work yep. because they went and bought a cash car. Yep. Okay, that's been used. Yep. yep. By somebody else, man, you buy something for two thousand dollars, and it was forty thousand dollars. What do you think you're getting? Yeah. Go get something that's affordable. Yeah. I don't believe that debt is debt. I, I think it's only debt if you can't afford it. Correct. If you can't pay for something, then it's considered a debt. Right. Yes. But if you can pay for it and you're just managing your money, then it's not a debt. Mm-hmm. It's me managing my money and leveraging it by getting this. Does that yep. make sense? Yep, yep, yep. 
if mm -hmm. I can afford a $250 a month car payment, how is that a debt to me if I can afford it? It's only debt when you can't afford to pay it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've taken that into the church and people are struggling. So I'm not going to finance. I'm going to pay cash for everything. What if you don't get It'll take you 10 years to save up for, for a car right. or 10 years to save up for a house. Where are you going to live? Yep. You got to pay rent somewhere. Yep. Yes. You got to get a ride somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's foolishness to me. It, it really yeah. is. And it's understanding, I think, back to I love what you're doing, financial literacy. It's like the difference between an asset and a liability. A vehicle that you may have a $300 a month payment, that is still an asset if that's what you have to have to get to work. If, and if you can afford it. Exactly. It's exactly. an asset, not a liability. Correct. Yes. That is a big difference. That's a good, I like the way you put that. Mm -hmm. and you know, the financial literacy is so necessary with us right now, especially in the church. Mm -hmm. Because I see being in the, in, the, in the business, in the car business for 19 years as a finance director, I can't tell you how many people would come into my office, good people with bad credit. Yep. Good people with bad credit. Mm. Their credit card interest rate is high. Their interest rate on their car is high. The interest rate on the loan that they needed at the bank to do something else is high. Everything that they do has a high interest rate, and it's taking money that could be allocated towards something else. Yep. Let's stop. Let's educate you on where you are, a reality, where you can be, and how it's going to affect you. If you go from paying 13% on something, to paying 3% on something, you just save 10%. Mm -hmm. That 10% can now go towards something else because you're paying 13% on this, you're paying 23% on this credit card, mm -hmm. you're paying 21% on your car. You know how many percentages that is? You know how much money of that yours is eating you up? Yep. Stop, let's get that correct. Let's teach you financial literacy. Leverage your credit, nothing wrong with credit cards. I like credit cards. Yeah. Because I get cash back. Right. Why would I use my debit card? I never use my debit card. Right. I, I, I have used it. I'm saying my goal is to not use my debit card. I use my credit card and I just pay it off. Right. Because if I'm going to use my debit card, I'm paying the cash anyway, right? Yep. Why not use my debit? Why do I not use my credit card that I get 3 to 5% back? And then at the end of the month, when I, once I've paid it off, now I've made 3 to 5% on my money. Because I use it the smart way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you so got good. people say, tear up all your credit cards. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. Especially no, for let your me credit. teach you how to use your credit card. Yeah. Instead yeah. of using your cash. Yep. You get three to five percent back on here. Your air miles. You get air miles. Now all of a sudden you get free trips. You just save money. You can utilize things like that. Yep. But we're being taught that it's wrong to have those. Right. And that's horrible. That is horrible financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Yes, couldn't agree more. Uh, we could do so many. We're, we're all over the place on this, which yeah. is great. It just means we got a lot of topics. We, we do, right. we do. Yeah. I would love to hear, even from you guys listening to this, shoot us some DMs and let us know like any topics that you'd want to even wrap with Keenan about. We'll have you back on. Is that cool, man? What kind of question is that? Of course. We've been here for like five hours. I know, I know, right? <laughs> My so, phone's been blowing up. I would love to get feedback from our <laughs> listeners of like, yeah. hey, I want to know, do you guys want to know more about like credit? Do you want to learn more about financial literacy? Uh, and everything that we teach and coach on is 100% Bible first, okay? And yeah. Bible doesn't talk anything about credit. Let's be clear on that. But it's but, a part of the system. Yes, It's absolutely. a part of the system in finances now. Correct. If you don't have good credit, you're going to get hit with the highest interest rates on everything that you do. Mm -hmm. But if you have good credit, you can walk in and control the narrative. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they want your business. This is why they want your business. Because they know you're going to pay it. Yeah. Right. You make my performer perform great because I know you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. But if you're a risk, you can ruin my performer and ruin my projections because I don't know what you're going to do. You need to walk in with good credit. Stop using your own money. Use someone else's. Use the bank's money. We put money in the savings account. Why am I putting all my money in the savings account? To earn 0.001% so interest. 0.0000% yeah, yeah. and then Chase is loaning it out and charging 15%? Right, right. Why can't I put it in, in a different an investment account? Yeah. 
even if it's a small risk, 1%, 2%, 3%, that's what I do, yep. right? But the financial literacy part is so important. You guys like, I mean, you're, you're, you guys are businessmen, smart, you got the principles of God. This King's Cancel thing is very, very powerful to me mm-hmm. because it lines up with, I want, to, I want to empower as many people as I possibly can because if we're all successful, that means no one's not successful. Yeah. Yep. That means the kingdom is thriving. Yeah. I'm not cringing when it's time for a tithe or offering. Yeah. God says he loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to give and you're not being cheerful, <laughs> God doesn't love that. Right. The problem is that if you're feeling a certain way when it's time to give, you may be serving mammon and yeah. not God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you may be serving him because you've been in a state of lack all of your life state of poverty all of your life and you you're chasing that and it's become the thing that you love the most because it's what you like the most yeah mm. does that make sense no, dude 100 percent, 100 percent. yes man if i can't man if you can't take your wife on a date that's a sin mm-hmm. <laughs> i bet if you there's a lot of wives going amen new shoes that is a sin mm-hmm. if you got to take your family to the salvation army and i'm not knocking it man i got out of prison i had 25 dollars because i gave 25 away I went to the Salvation Army, and I bought five white shirts, and I bought five pair of gray pants and some socks and a pair of shoes. I spent all $25 there, Mm -hmm. and I wore that for a long time to do business and to go to work in. So it has its place. I'm not shopping at Salvation Army. I like Nordstrom's. I like Neiman's. You know, I, I like nice clothes. I like nice things. God loves us. He wants us to live in a place of quality. If you listen, if you're offended here by what someone drives and the way they live, you be, you better get ready because when you get to heaven, you're really gonna be offended. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Your freaking streets are made of gold, right. man. The walls no of diamonds and rubies and jet and things we've never seen. If you're offended by what I drive, yeah. wait till you see what God is driving. Yeah, That's good. He's killing it up there. That's good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like that. I'm being serious, man. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I think we'll wind down with that really because I love, so Keenan has a financial uh, uh, literacy company. They actually help. Grow uh, Capital Solutions. Credit. Yep. Grow Capital, Capital Solutions. Solutions. Actually just put it together. Uh, so, be, you know, I've been in finance 19 years, so I kept seeing. Yeah. And I would pull people in my office and I would talk to them, tell them what to do to, you you know, utilization, optimization, what they need to do. And I never really thought about just starting a company to do that for people. Mm. And then I met a, you know, a friend and then a girlfriend and then another friend. And that's what they were doing. I'm like, okay, hold on, wait, we got something here. Let's talk about it. Let's put something together. So we've teamed up. We formed a company called Growth Capital Solutions. And we, you know, we do the credit repair, we do the utilization, we do the optimization, we delete it. We, we set you up for success. Yeah. And along the way as we're doing that, we're going to educate you. We're going to spend 15, 20 minutes at times educating you on where you are, where we're taking you to, and what it's going to take to stay there. Yep. And then at the end, you're an entrepreneur, you want to open a business, we're setting you up with funding. We've partnered with a funding company. Love it. That does, is, you know, gets you 0% loans for the first year. Yes. You know, 50, 150,000 no-doc loans, 500,000 million, you know, million-dollar loans to help you because when your your FICO and your internals are right, you can walk in and go get the money to start your business to make money. Yes. And then the game changes after that. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. It does. And that's where I think I love just this kind of alignment um, that we have together here and how we can really impact the kingdom for entrepreneurs. So we have, as you guys know, we have our discover, we have develop, we have deploy the three different divisions here of the King's Council. So no matter where you're at in business, if you're a entrepreneur looking to become an entrepreneur, if uh, if you're if you're thanks man, if you're in business uh, and you're like, hey, I just I need to I I, I want to take this thing to the next level. We got a program for you. And uh, if you're at that seven figure mark already, uh, I want to welcome you to even just to fill out an application. It's application only to be a part of our one percenter uh, club. Call it a club. Is that a club? One percent. It's our deploy. And really the whole goal of that is we're asking you to commit one percent of your annual revenues to our nonprofit. Everything. I don't take a dime from from the King's Council. It's it's this is 
uh, our passion project. And this is what I know God has laid on my heart to advance the kingdom of heaven here and now. I have other businesses that we can make money at, right? We're absolutely going to charge you to be a part of this because that is a law of sowing and reaping. And I know if you put even 97 bucks a month into this thing, you're going to take it seriously. And if not, that's on you. This is right? the soil. But yeah, exactly. You got to see this is good soil. It's exactly right. Exactly. Because right those, right those projects were, were advancing the kingdom of heaven with uh, certainly funding businesses, um, but also so we can multiply, right? We have to, God gives seed to the, the sower, no doubt, but we, ha we are called to multiply, right? When the yeah. master came back, he's like, hey, what did you do with what I gave you? Did you, did you double it? And yeah. all of that came back from the mindset of the, the one who got one, the one who got two, or the one who got five. The one who got one, his mindset was, I knew you to be a hard man. And the other two were like, hey, thanks for giving me what, what, what you gave me. I doubled it. Here it is. Here yeah. it is. The guy yeah. with one was like, I knew you to be a hard man, so I buried it, and it's over there. His mindset was so poverty mindset. That's that what it was. It was, it was a poverty mindset. Focused on what he could lose, not what he could gain and do with yes. what God had given him. Yes. Love it. We're going to finish with yes. that. Keenan, you're going to be back for some more episodes, man. man you promise? You. Let's go. All right. Yeah. You guys heard it. He Thanks, promised. Brother. We'll see you guys on next week's episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Go, go, go.